0: Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel Crisis Protocol and review a different character every week. We're your host, Jared. I'm Brad.
1: And I'm Fred.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is the Steve Rogers Captain America uh, episode. So, uh, But before we get into anything, how you guys doing? Did you guys have a good week?
1: I'm doing fine, and I had a great week it was it's it's been a very sunny and pleasant week and i'm i i feel like i've been through a very very nice time
0: good How about you brad you my week has gotten better (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah uh well uh yeah i guess we can just go straight into uh news and announcements um So Second Wind is coming up in October, it's October 15th and 16th, and if you listen to any of the other, you know, kind of bigger podcasts that uh, Vincent Kirkov has been on, he is constantly saying that the wait list is being emptied out, and he's getting people in, so I was able to get in, Uh, so right now it's uh, me, Brad, and uh, one of our locals going, so if you happen to see us there, feel free to come say hi. We'd love to see you. Love to uh, meet a fan. You probably don't know what we look like, but you'll recognize Brad's voice. So <laughs> just 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 find us that way. Um, we also have a tournament uh, locally in Charleston, West Virginia, coming up on September seventeenth. So if you want to come down and play, uh, most of, are you gonna be able to make that one, Fred?
1: Uh, I should wait seventeenth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I, I I may have a conflict, but we'll see. I, I, we'll see.
0: Well, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, most of us are there. So if you're nearby in the area and you want to come get some games of MCP down, come on down and play with us. We'd love to have you.
2: I'm just now realizing that our tournament would be for October would be during second wind. So I either need to move
0: it or not have it. Uh... I guess you could just, like, pull the... Yeah, I can have
2: it, it the week before, but it's um, two tournaments, two weekends in a row. I don't know if people are going to show up.
0: Uh, run, like, a scramble or something. Like,
2: I mean, most of our tournaments basically are scrambles anyway, Jared. I mean, that's
0: fair, but you can run... Usually. One, just run one, like, Wednesday night or something. Um, four, four man scrambles.
2: Okay, let's just move on.
0: Well, it's over to you for Cerebro announcements.
2: Oh, Cerebro announcements! I don't have any announcements. I've been unable to work on it because of um, personal reasons, but it will be worked on. I might even work on it some this weekend.
0: Okay. Um, we don't have anything new coming out of AMG. Uh, uh just... that's not entirely true.
2: What did I miss? I got. I've got a little bit of information. Okay. So the October releases are Red Skull and Sentinels. And the Sentinels come in two packs. There is the Prime Sentinel is a pack and then the regular Mark IV Sentinel is a pack.
0: Is the Mark IV its, just one bottle, or is it two? Uh it
2: looked like it was one model in the listing I saw. Uh So you have options. I thought that you'd have to buy a pack of all three, but it looks like you have options. So if you just want like a prime and one regular sentinel,
0: Mm -hmm. you could just buy that. So you might have to buy the Mark four twice.
1: We still don't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We we still don't know what their stats are though. Correct?
2: No, we don't know what their stats are, but they said that you can play a prime and two of the regular Mark fours together.
0: Okay, I'll,
2: I'll so you be... might have to buy three boxes to get all
0: three things if you want. And they, Cassandra Nova. Did they say the yeah, prime? I mean... I'll go ahead.
1: Uh, and you'll have to get the uh, the Jean Grey Cassandra Nova kit. Yeah. You. This is just to drive drive sales for that kit, which have been flagging.
2: <laughs> uh, I bet. Um.
0: did they? I mean, I thought I heard that Cassandra Nova was the leader. Is that still correct?
2: Ah. Uh... I I think what they have is a, a tactics card in there like they did with um Corvus Glaive where she could be the leader. Okay. But I I bet the Prime Sentinel's gonna have a leadership on
0: his card. Okay. I cause that Corvus takes up a tactics card slot, right? It sure does. Yeah, I don't know about all that.
2: I yeah, I don't like that. I think they should have Done it like, um, what's that? Comication. So the bar with no doors. Yeah.
0: yep. Yeah, that's yeah. how they should have done it. I'm not sure why they're choosing not to. Because, like, I don't know that Corvus's leadership is strong enough to take one of your taxes card slots, but it's
2: not. Yeah. Especially compared to
0: Thanos's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a downgrade. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I guess I did miss those those releases. So thank you for talking about that. Um, on the YouTube channel, the Crit Hit Wild YouTube channel, uh, we do have uh, some more videos that should be coming out hopefully soon. Uh, we've just had a little bit of an issue getting them uploaded, um, but hopefully we have some more videos coming up soon. So uh, stay tuned. And again, if you want to see any kind of matchups or if there's a particular you know, crisis selection or game that you're wanting to kind of watch, uh, you can always let us know in the comments and we'll, I mean, we own everything pretty much between all of us. So we, we can make it happen. But, uh, with that, let's move on to our, uh, long shanks factoid for the week. So what do you have for us this week? Brad? Oh
2: yeah. Okay. So, um, I was just perusing long shanks as I do. I noticed a very interesting thing. So, um, there's a leaderboard section and it tells you the top five players for each affiliation. I was scrolling through and the first one's a force and the top player is, um, Johnny Pastrami. Uh, and then the other four are all from the UK and then Asgard four out of five are from the UK. And Shield Bear, four out of five are from the UK. That's Avengers. And then Black Order, there's three UK. And you scroll down and most of them are loaded with players from the UK. England, specifically. And like Defenders, it's 100%. And I was trying to think of why that is. And I, I... I think I think I've settled on what it is, but I'd like to hear if you guys have any theories. I mean well
0: they're just built different over there in the UK. <laughs> they, I don't think uh, that's it, Jared. I don't think
1: I, that's I, it. I think that, that Games Workshop is a UK based gaming company and they started as a series of game shops, I believe like uh, as locations that people can get together and play tabletop games.
2: They, they still are. You can only play their games there.
1: Boy, isn't that just fun? Well, uh, but I feel like perhaps that being a thing in the UK created a culture of people playing tabletop games. Uh, and even though they can't play uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol at the Games Workshop locations they can still find locations to get together and play this fun game. And so, I think that there probably is a very robust tabletop gaming community in the UK. So you think that's there's just more of them? Well, no, that's probably not the case. Uh, okay. Well, I, I think that that uh, maybe what it is is a lot of tabletop simulator uh playing i don't know i i have no idea tell us what a
0: better in-depth analysis and just like better answer than her built different (laughs) that was great it was well it's it's early in the morning (laughs) (laughs) it is early i was scrolling through
2: i i hit on dark dimension um matt's still number one and jared you're still number three god dang i I dropped
0: down yeah
2: um i'm no longer on x-men unfortunately Blesses though. Bless is number two. So it it could be that there um there are well, there's certainly a higher percentage of them in a smaller space. A higher number of them in a small space. Right. I thought that maybe they were playing more.
1: Like just playing more games. Yeah. Um I mean that could be the case if there are more of them in a smaller space.
2: Right, so I started like clicking on some people and just randomly, and they've got a fair number of games. Um, like this person had 37, the last person I had 44, but I have let me double check this. Uh, I personally have 53, so like. Pretty much everyone I've looked at has less games than me, but they also have less events than me. So that means their events are bigger; like they have more people at them. They're more rounds. and I think I think that's the difference.
1: Yeah, uh, it's 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 more people in a smaller space. the 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 yeah, amount but, of travel. Oh, but like go ahead. At
2: the events themselves are bigger. I, and I think that is viewing their stuff and that the good players, like I, um, who who's the web warriors guy, Eric He's Collier a, from the UK,
0: right? Uh, yeah, okay. Aaron, right? Yeah, I mean, you have like yeah. Aaron and Pat we, Dunford, and like if yeah, you go to an event they, with them, probably, it's gonna,
2: yeah, and they're going to those UK events and playing people, and that bumps those people's scores up. Um, and we no, don't have that thing. as much here,
1: right? Uh, uh, here's the thing: uh, the United States of America is very large, and uh, uh, there are big distances between a lot of our look. Like uh, at Charleston, here we're not a very large city, and the uh, we're lucky to pull ten people at an event. I yeah, think that most
2: a- of those people are driving three plus hours,
1: right? Uh, driving three hours in the UK, you could probably get to many events. Yeah. You could get, to, so perhaps just that di- that difference in drive time and availability might make that a more sustainable thing to do. So what yeah. you're saying is that I need to move to the UK.
2: I think we all do. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron is 103 and five. 103 wins, five losses.
1: Holy moly. That's one hell of a record. That is crazy.
0: He's built different. Wow. (laughs) Built (laughs) different. I
2: just, uh, I also just noticed I was on Aaron's profile and there's an ad banner at the top. And the ad banner is um, talking about how you can import your. list right into Longshanks now from Cerebro. Ooh! <laughs> like nice! With the, with the numbers, and I'm like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just, I noticed how dominant the UK was, and I just thought it would make a nice little discussion today. Yeah, uh, hey, I agree.
1: And, and Jared, mm-hmm. uh, to your point, like, I don't know of very many people who, are, who have that kind of record, so... Your statement of built different is probably the more accurate statement. <laughs> that, that certainly applies to Aaron.
0: That I mean, he is built different. Pat Dunford, I think he's like one of one of the, if not like the best player in the world. Like Aaron has a really like crazy record. I think like well, Pat Aaron used to be number one.
2: I'm bringing up Pat's.
0: Yeah, Pat is uh, right now. He wins like a lot of stuff and he he's, always does like very, very he's well. He's only 37 and five. Yeah, but he's, I don't know, he, he. I, I don't know that Aaron plays a lot of TTS, I think Pat plays more, t- a lot of TTS, but. Uh, well, and a lot of TTS isn't on long chains. Yeah, Pat always uh, either wins or places very highly in like that 300 man <laughs> event, so. Yeah. I really wish they'd just put
2: it on long chain. I don't know what their deal is.
0: But we're not going to get into that. Uh... All right. Well, uh, for this week's weekly topic, I wanted to ask you guys um, maybe for somebody who is, you know, getting into the game, or, you know, maybe they played for a little bit, but they're maybe wanting to approach it uh, a little bit more, not like sweaty competitively but they're they're wanting to like maybe go to a a local event and try to win and stuff or maybe for the people that also want to be sweaty too but uh but i want to ask you guys what do you think is the most most important thing to focus on if you're really trying to get better at the game uh just like gameplay wise like out of all the things that you have in the game whether it's you know roster construction crisis selection um playing on the crisis uh, priority control. Like what do you guys think is probably the most important skill to really try to lock down in the game? If you want to get better.
1: uh, Uh, Do you want to take this one first, Brad? Because I'm, I'm probably the worst person to ask about this question. (laughs) I,
2: yeah, I guess I can go. Uh, So the first thing that like came to mind was to know what models do. You don't have to know the exact wording of every rule and every model, but generally what they do. Like, I know Vision has a beam and can pump one of his two defenses, physical or energy, and has tech against being thrown and taking collateral damage. That is enough about Vision that... I know what to expect out of him when he gets placed on the table. And I may look at his card, uh, ask my opponent to look at his card to, like, refresh, refresh. Mm -hmm. But I've got an idea going in what to expect about him. And I feel like I've got that for most characters in the game, if not all. Um, And I think that's very important that you'd have at least a general idea of what to expect from every single model okay. and then know your models very, very well. Um, yeah, the longer I, I played the same roster in X-Men, the better I did.
0: How many games do you think you forgot your cover, Brad?
2: Um, recently, not none, not but I like, started out. Yeah. Yeah. When I started out, it happened all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so knowing your own models, very important. Okay.
1: That is excellent advice. Uh, The next piece of advice that I'd like to give is to uh, know the objectives, like know what it is that you need to do in order to get victory points. And, I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day who has the most models on the table or at the end of a game, who's the more beat up. What matters is who has the most victory points. So if you want to, if, if the least advantageous thing for you to do is to put your guy in the middle of the board uh, trying to contest a spot, then uh, they might get killed, but they might also score you points. That's a thing to keep in mind also. And knowing how to... Judge that difference. Knowing how to make that that judgment call is probably one of the big things that's important about winning in this game. Also, okay, solid. Advice.
0: I like that answer. Yeah,
2: good answer.
0: I think for me, one of the things that was maybe the trickiest uh, for me to fully like wrap my head around that it's it's slightly different. I think how it works for most other games but it's just priority control uh because that's yeah. a very huge part of the game and i think it's just it it's different and like it's different from other games as to how it works sometimes you don't want to make attacks which might you might think is counterintuitive because this game is designed to push you toward a state of like just the, with the way the dice are set up and stuff a state of you know models constantly being whittled down, and then eventually dazed and then KO'd. So it might you might think it's counterintuitive to maybe not take that attack on somebody that you um, you think that you can get the daze on, but if it would lose you priority, it's sometimes worth it to not take it. So I think that maybe just managing priority and knowing when you're going to have it and who's going to have it uh, is a pretty good skill to try to acquire especially if you're starting out because that's for for me that was one of the trickier ones
1: absolutely there there's a tactics card that i have access to often in the games that i play uh that gives you priority and i am currently blanking on what that card is called but uh it is a criminal syndicate specific card that all the players all according to plan, thank you. Uh, that exists just to give you priority. So, and it's very important.
2: You don't have to have priority either. You just have to be aware of how things are going to go. Like my X-Men list, I go very, very wide, and I hardly ever have priority. But I know that going into the turn. And I usually have a couple activations after they're done. So that right. makes up for not having priority.
0: Yeah, like, if you're uh, going really wide, like, you, you have a plan for, like, not having priority. Right. Whereas yeah. if you go really tall, so, like, whenever I played Malekith, I have, like, maybe three three or four models. I'm usually down, and I want to retain priority every turn, so I have to yeah. make sure I manage that, so...
1: And it, and let's say if you're going against uh, Spider... Uh, not Spider-Foes. Web Warriors, uh, you probably... Uh, want to think about who goes last more than who goes first
0: yeah if you because... can actually uh if you can actually give prio to web warriors which is like hard to do like in certain instances but like you you almost want to be going last against them right. absolutely all right well uh moving on to this is normally the segment where we talk about the games we played but uh literally none of us made it out to our lgs this week uh i was absolutely wrecked at work uh i think some other people had some other plans it seemed like in the discord so no one made it out so i thought instead uh for this segment real quick uh since me and brad are both uh planning hopefully everything goes right uh, to go to second wind i thought maybe i just asked you what roster you're thinking about taking to second wind brad What you're gonna be practicing oh with. yeah
2: let's tell everyone what we're playing so that they can beat us i don't um, think that anybody i think that
1: no one is teching against us so no one is. <laughs> the original
2: plan was to start playing um brotherhood mm-hmm. uh now that i got like 40 games in with X-Men feel good about them. But in a Malekith world that feels wrong. So if I have time to practice against Malekith, I'll probably take X-Men. And if I don't have time to practice against Malekith between now and then I think I'm just going to yellow into X-Force. Um, I have a uh, kind of offbeat but fun and good X-Force list and if I lose a lot
0: with it I won't feel bad. So...
2: I might end up taking them.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit back and forth. I'm leaning more toward Avengers, uh, but I don't actually have like like the roster I would play has Steve in it, and I actually have like no games with Steve, so it might be a mistake. Uh, or I might just still play Malakith. I feel like there's gonna be a ton of people playing Malakith, and there's gonna be a lot of people teching for Malakith. And I guess I have to weigh out whether or not I think that tech is crazy enough to give me a loss if I put them on the table. I don't think that there's, like, I've been coming over the last day or two, and I don't know that there's, like, like, yeah, you can take Helios. But, like, Helios is going to be there anyways, you know? So I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's like enough to completely scare well, me off of playing them. But
1: why choose? Well, why not play Malakith under Steve? Oh yeah, get, get
0: them one. sweet one cost ferocities. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And watch your opponent's butthole pucker.
0: So I, I'm probably going to be uh, against better judgment playing both mm-hmm. rosters as a practice over these next what, like six weeks. Is that right? Not not very long. Yeah, so I have to go back and forth, figure out what I want to do, but it'll probably be one of those two. So I am five zero with Malakith, so we'll see. If maybe we'll just keep that going. Yeah, but two of those games are against Fred. True. Uh, <laughs> I count those. Fred's a good player. Don't detract from Fred's girlfriend. <laughs> you should go. Who else have
1: you played?
0: Uh, Ryan, Rob. And save. Save. Yep. Uh, you should uh you should go second win, Fred. You should get yeah. a second win, Fred.
1: Yeah. I I don't think it's in the cards. I you don't never think go. I know I've You never got... go anywhere. I'm the worst. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. Alright.
0: Um well I think we're ready to move on to character review now. So uh, this week we're looking at Steve Rogers, Captain America, yeah. which uh, annoys me that's his name because you can't use Ricochet Blast with him. But yeah, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Hi. a.k.a. Steve Rogers. He's a four-four-three stat line with six stamina. He's four threat, size two, medium mover. He has two physical attacks in his attack suite, uh, one is a range 3, 5 dice, uh, just your standard builder, power equal to damage dealt, with a wild shield flurry trigger. After this attack is resolved, this character may make a stars and stripe attack, uh, and it does not have the flurry special rule. He has the I don't like bullies spender, which is range 2, 7 dice, with a wild throw. After this attack is resolved, if the target character is size 3, you can throw a medium, and it also has a wild hit. After the attack is resolved, the target character gains the stun and slow special conditions. So uh, I, that's a really good uh, spender. I like that a lot. Uh, he has a reactive uh, superpower on your left, cost two. If this character is not holding an objective token, it advances medium. This superpower can be used once per turn. I really like that uh, because it's an out of activation move. So. Then he has two reactive superpowers. It's a non. I, I would er, like to yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah. It is reactive. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I I misspoke. Uh, it is an out of activation.
2: Um, no, it's a
0: non action. Er, non action move. move. I don't know. I keep saying out of activation. Non action yeah, move. I'm... God.
1: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Early. <laughs> it in the is m- not able to do it out of activation. No,
0: <laughs> it is. It is, does not take an action. It's early in the morning. I'm a little bit brain dead. <laughs> um. He has. Two reactive superpowers, uh, one is I've knocked out Tyrants over 200 times. It costs three while this character is attacking during the modified dice step of the attack. It may use the superpower. This character may reroll any number of his attack dice. This superpower can be used once per turn. And then he has Vibranium Shield, so the same as his uh, other iteration. Cost two when he's targeted by physical or energy. He may use the superpower, add two dice to his uh, defense roll. And on his injured side, he goes down one stamina, which I thought sucked. I wish he still had the I can do this all day. Like, I don't know why they did not He can't. He's still young. Yeah, you would think he'd be able to do it all day more. No, (laughs) he hasn't
2: learned how to do it all day yet.
0: Well, I don't like that he can't do it all day, so uh yeah what do you guys think about uh steve rogers captain america why don't you you take the lead on this one fred
1: yeah i think that he rocks i i I like the this spender is great and being able to re-roll any dice like re-roll up to any dice with that reactive superpower is also great and then he has a
2: he has non-power to do that oh no sorry it's,
1: only six. Six. No, so no, it's no, only six. It's only six.
2: I looked yeah. at the seven dice. and thought it was seven power.
1: I think it's absolutely within the realm of possibility that he has six power on him. On multiple times during a game. I think that's within the realm of possibility. He is going to be in the mix, taking hits uh, and dealing damage. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, if if I'm going to compare him to all of the other captains America I think that he's probably my least favorite because he doesn't have a leadership and the two cap the, the two other captains America have very good leaderships but I like what he does more than them He's just a uh, an in your face bruiser Okay what do you think Reb
0: Like, there's
2: stuff on here to like, like the throw on the spender, the fact that his builder has flurry, even if it's not the best um, trigger. Um, The non action move is good, but just, I don't know, as a whole package, I'm just not that excited. And it might be because I'm not going to play anything that has him affiliated. Like
0: he, he currently does not have any assigned affiliations, right? Right. Now.
2: He's he's very likely SHIELD because of the when he's coming out and stuff. He he pro- probably not an Avenger, but he could be. They could make him
1: Avenger anyway. But here's a, here's a question. Might he be Hydra? Wasn't that no. a thing? No, this oh. one won't be Hydra. The Hydra
2: Cap I think will be very obviously Hydra Cap. Okay. So I just I don't know. He's not bad. He just I'm not I'm not
0: excited. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit with you. Like I've played um uh, a handful of games with Shield and I don't like if he is affiliated with Shield, I I'm not sure that I would want to take him. Like he is he he does give you a good like Frontline Bruiser, but like I played Venom and Shield, and I feel like that's probably better than this
1: uh, guy is not classed by Venom. Venom outclasses him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Venom it,
2: is the best four
0: pointer.
1: He's really good. If they
2: if they print a four pointer better than Venom, they have messed up. Like, they've
1: broken the game.
0: <laughs> I don't. So like the range three is like nice. It you know all the other Captain Americas have a range two and a range four uh attack uh, it's like range 3 feels nice i guess for a standard builder but i am kind of like missing the shield throw like i always i that's one of the things i enjoy about like the other captain americas is that option to have a range 4 attack and just give give you a flat power um and then it has like that ricochet which can potentially give you you know that second power and i like that a lot better i think than his builder like, Wild Shield Flurry doesn't, like, it doesn't feel the best. I don't know that I've hit a whole lot of my triggers on Flurries ever since they went to the new change, but I also haven't played, like, a ton of Flurry characters. Can you pull me up the percentage? That's what,
2: I'm working on it. I'm working
0: on it. I really like that spender. Like, that is a good spender. Like, a wild throw <laughs> on seven dice. It prob- was
2: Wild Shield. Yeah. Uh, twenty five percent.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. So like, I feel like, you know, it's power equal damage dealt. It's a standard five die builder. It's like you, you'll probably net a couple power, but, I mean, I mean, I don't know. But anyways, like the spender is really good. Like you're probably gonna hit the wild throw. So that's a medium throw on a size three, which is really really good. Uh, and can we talk
1: about uh how he could also slow them? (laughs) Yeah, which means that he cannot follow up on their turn, they can only go slow yeah.
0: towards him. Yeah, stun and slow. And, like, the chance of you hitting, like, if you're hitting the wild on the throw, you, you're probably hitting the hit, like, getting the hit uh, trigger for, for the stun and the slow. So, mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I think that's a really good spender. I think that you're probably, you know, decently hitting your triggers, and like, that's really, really good is out of action uh, move. No. Wait what? No. It's
1: said... non-action. Non-action.
0: Yeah, whatever. I, I'm I'm done with the superpower. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck you on your left. <laughs> um, it's good. That's always something that you want. Sorry, I'm sure everybody can hear my children in the background, so I apologize. Um, that I've knocked out tyrants over 200 times. Like, it's it's a little stinky that it costs three. I wish. Yeah. Uh, like, re Reroll, re-roll in, all so good. It's though. really, really strong. But you are looking at, like, six power. And while I agree that, like, you'll have six power probably, like, a couple times throughout a game, I feel like sometimes, you know, it's going to be used on vibrating of shield. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that, like, I've knocked out Tyrants Server 200 times. You're probably using it with, like, Stars and Stripes, which maybe can, you know, net you your Flurry Trigger a little bit more, but I look at it as, like, you're getting rerolling number, and you're probably getting, like, a return on investment on some of that power because it's going to, you know, let you reroll into more hits, which is going to be more damage. So at most you're getting, like, a little bit of a refund there, but... uh Nothing, nothing... Uh, I don't know. Like, he's he's all right. I don't know that he's going to get taken. Like, I feel like I look at this and I'd be like, oh, he'd be really cool in Avengers, but you can't play him in Avengers because of Steve. Or, like, you would want to play him, like, under that leadership. Like, you could play him with Sam, but I don't think Sam really needs this character.
1: No, Um, no. Uh, Do we know what his tactics cards are going to be? So right
0: now he has Over the Top, which, just to bring that back up, that's the one uh, where either the Howling Commandos or him can pay, too. And then you choose an enemy within four, you can advance your speed toward them, and then the uh, opponent gets to pick a character to make an attack against you. Oh, the bad one.
1: Okay. The bad one. <laughs> now, when
0: you look at it, like, four free, and for the cost of four power, this Captain America can make, like, a medium move uh, with on your left, and then you could over the top and, like, completely beeline... <laughs> across yeah. the board, uh, and you would still have, you know, both your actions, so, like, that's, yeah, that's
1: fair, that, that's, that's, that's pretty good, that's cute, but, you know, but there are so many effects that happen on attacks, like, there are lots of attacks that could throw you, uh, and your opponent just gets to pick which one they do, yep, so,
0: so, I don't know, but that, that, that could be something cute uh i don't like that he loses one stam either on his injured side like the other one i think was at five then goes to six and i much prefer that than going from six to five and again like i'm really missing that i can do this all day like he's knocked out 200 tyrant like 200 tyrants but he can't he can't do it all day so yeah Well, uh, we can go on, I guess, to, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to touch on for Captain America, Steve Rogers, we can go on to our rating. I don't uh, I don't
1: anything. think anything.
0: All right. Well, why don't you lead us off this time, Brad? What are you giving him?
2: Oh, um, I think he's pretty solid. He may not get played all the time in his factions, but if you pick him, he's going to do some work. So I'd say B.
0: B? Okay. What do you think, Fred? Yeah.
1: Uh, Brad just took mine. I'm placing him square in the B category. He is a like the, uh, he has a great spender, and that that is a lot. And he's a a beefy boy who can go up and uh, I mean he can have a defense that's high as six pretty regularly. So I, I think he's he's good and useful, and he's a B character.
0: I like his. Like I like his Fender a lot. I like, you know, on your left, and you know, vibranium shield is good. I uh, I don't know what affiliations I would take him in, and again, I've played some shield, and I don't know that I would want to take him in shield. So I I think he's an okay character that I'm not sure where he fits in. Uh, so that would probably I think give me a B minus, but. Because on your left has made me so upset. I'm gonna give him a C plus. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, all right, a round of B's and a C plus. What does that? What does that give us? A, a as an average? It's Kind minus. of a B minus. B minus. All
1: right. A high yeah. B minus.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we uh, shimmy on over? to the comic book recommendations. So what do you have for us this week, Brad?
2: Okay. So Captain America hasn't actually been in that many comics, and um, we already did him once. So I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Such what a troll. I managed troll. to find a cuff. Such happening? a
1: troll. <laughs> do you guys not believe that? No, not in the slightest. He's Captain America. He's, like, one of the most iconic A C list character until they made the movies. Is that true? I I honestly.
2: That's absolutely true. All of the Avengers were C list at best until they made the movies. That's why they still
1: had the rights. They sold the rights. In comparison to X Men and Spider Man. Yeah. So I guess. That's the
2: thing. They sold the rights to all the heroes that people wanted the rights to the X Men and Spider Man. And they had to make do with what they had left. The Avengers. But um he has actually been in a lot of comics, not that surprising. But I have um I have a couple recommendations here. And what I did was I picked stuff that takes place during um World War II, Um, since that is the version of the character this is supposed to be.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: So the first one is Captain America comics number one. I should have wrote down the year for this. It was like thirty-eight. Oh no, I did write down nineteen forty-one. Jack Kirby and Holy Joe Lord. Simon. So this is the very first appearance of Captain America, Bucky, and Red Skull.
1: When in uh, ni- in nineteen forty-one, because there's in nineteen forty-one, um, America was not even in World War Two uh-huh. until after December the
2: part part of the creation of Captain America was propaganda to um get people on the side of joining in on the war. Huh. Uh, yeah. Uh this is a very iconic comic cover. This is the one where Captain America is punching Hitler.
0: Oh, um, I think I've seen that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone's seen this cover. Yeah. So, um I I looked through the comic um, on Marvel Unlimited I didn't read it but it doesn't look like that happens in the comic but it is on the cover uh the comics were very different back then like this one issue has like five different stories in it uh, it might be more than that it might be six or seven and at least one of them was not Captain America it was some other hero um but i've read a lot of comics from the 40s fairly recently i read some green lantern and an hour man they're both dc but um i I've, I've grown to really enjoy these early comics they have a different sensibility but they're fun like the stakes are much lower in general like they're just fighting gangsters it's not the end of the world um yeah but this 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 is a historical piece you don't need to read a bunch of these comics. Read num- number one, see what the comics were like there, see where he's come from, his
0: origin.
2: Um, I think it's pretty cool.
0: Was like the, Red Skull still Red Skull? Like, was he still like. He had a Red Skull. Like, he was noticeably Red
2: Skull. Cause I just looked through it, I didn't read it. So if he didn't look like Red Skull, I would not have known it was him. Okay. Um, The other one is way more recent. It's Captain America Annual 2018 um, by Teenie Howard and Chris Sprouse. So um, Captain America and Bucky come across some concentration camp escapees, and they help defend them from being recaptured. Um, I saw an interview with the editor of this uh, particular issue, and uh, she compared it to feeling like a Kurosawa film. Like Seven Samurai, uh, that that's kind of the feeling they are going for. Um, A a samurai coming in and protecting townsfolk, which are the concentration escapees from evil people, the Nazis trying to recapture them. Um, I've not read this issue, but I've read other Teeny Howard work and um she's very good so this is probably an excellent issue um it is very tempting like i don't read stuff that's not x-men but i might go ahead and read this issue
0: that's so true didn't you read eternals i did read all the eternals um yeah, yeah that was
2: that was quite an adventure um <laughs> The new series, the one that just ended for people out there, was very, very good and it, it led up to the current X-Men event going on, which is Judgment Day. Okay.
0: Alright. Well, thank you very much for those comic book recommendations. I'm going to once again assume that these are on Marvel Unlimited. Yes, I double check them now. Alright. Well, with that, Fred, do you want to take us out for your non sequitur recommendation?
1: Yeah. Uh, I so hope it's seven the, samurai. It is not seven <laughs> samurai. Although now I want to go watch that movie again. But uh, so uh, I've given myself the task that I, everything I give during these 1940s characters has to be a classic, and I'm defining that arbitrarily. movies that are more than 40 years old video games that are more than 20 years old and books that are more than 60 years old okay Uh, and so what I'm going to give because Captain America is like this paragon of of virtuous man uh, I'm going to give another book about a paragon of a virtuous man and that is the book uh, To Kill a Mockingbird this is a book that most people have read, probably. <laughs> uh, I know that I had to read it in high school, and it was one of the books that that I, you know, you go, oh man, I have to read this, and then you start reading it, and you're like, man, that book went really fast. <laughs> uh, it is a great book. It's a great read, and the character of Atticus Finch is one of the most, you know, uh, genuinely good men in literature. He's like, he has all the qualities that a person is looking for in a virtuous man. And that is my recommendation, is that everyone go out and read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. There was a very good movie made. Uh, I for, I don't remember what year, but it was black and white. Uh, and it was, it did a very good job of, I, I believe that it was Gregory Peck who played it was. Yeah. Yeah. Atticus Finch. Uh, and it was a good movie. It, it is a good representation of the book. So, if you don't want to read the book, you can watch the movie.
0: There you go. A little um, bit. Double down. So,
2: to piggyback off of uh, Fred saying that Captain America is a uh, like a paragon or a virtuous man, um, the current event, Judgment Day, um, there is a celestial that is judging each person on earth individually and giving them either a thumbs up or thumbs down and whichever there are more of, that's the way the world goes. So, um, there are more people who he disapproves of, he'll destroy the earth. And if there's more people he approves of, he will, um, leave the earth alone. But, um, Captain America got big thumbs down. That what? he has fa- <laughs> that he has failed in his mission.
0: Huh. I feel like if that I was the that case. was very interesting. interesting. I feel like if that's the case and that happened, we would we would not be, we would not be doing well. We're, we're not in good. We're, 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 we're all <laughs> well. The,
2: we don't we don't know yet as readers how people are being judged. Um. So it might be that he himself feels like he hasn't lived up to how he should and therefore he got a thumbs down. We don't, we don't know. Um, Cyclops basically threatened uh, the Celestial and got a thumbs up. <laughs> he was like, if you mess with me, I'll stick my wife on you and he got a thumbs up. <laughs> Cyclops is amazing. I love Cyclops. But that that leans into that theory that it's all about how you view yourself because Cyclops is absolutely sure that he's done the right thing.
0: Oh yeah, that is true. That, that's where they've
2: yeah. taken him in. Yeah, so I mean he, he regrets killing Charles Xavier, but that really wasn't him, but
0: I'm not gonna, we've had enough comics talk. Let's move on. <laughs> well uh that does wrap us up for our Steve Rogers Captain America episode this week. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh next week what's it it should be Human Torch, right? We have the front and the back.
2: Yeah, I think we do.
0: I think so. So next week will be uh the original Human Torch episode. So if you're enjoying these, uh stay tuned and we'll see you guys later. Bye.